What's up, everybody? And welcome back to Multiverse Monologues, the podcast show where we like to travel the multiverses and fandoms that we love to talk about the movies and TV shows that accompany those universes. Today, we are traveling to Fox's Fantastic Four universe of 2005 to talk about none other than Fantastic Four. Guys, it's been a while. It's, we've taken a week off, and we've done that before, but it feels especially long because you guys have been away in Alaska. I am, of course, talking about the two co-hosts. First off, Ethan Wensloff. Ethan, how are you doing today? You know, it's great being back in the land down under here in uh, the uh, connected 48 states, but I mean, I gotta say it's fantastic to be back in this room with you guys talking about a fantastic film. Whoa. Don't oh. reveal your thoughts. I mean, it is fantastic. I mean, come on. It's in the I'm, freaking I'm not saying name. my thoughts. I'm, I'm, I'm simply stating the title. Absolutely. Absolutely. And also, Mr. Micah. Micah, you are also back from Alaska. How are you doing? I am doing pretty well. I, when was the last movie that we all saw together for this podcast? Love and Thunder. Was it Love and... I mean, besides besides the, the new movies, like in this watch Electra, through. Electra, I believe. Was it Electra? Electra, yeah. It's been a little while, yeah. What was the last one we watched together in person? Was that Howard the Duck? Was that the only one we've watched in person? Howard the Duck? I think so. I think you're right. Dude, I think you're right. This was was the second movie that we watched together, guys, as a a group huddled in a basement. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. uh, Yeah, I I, I think that this movie... Oh, wait, wait. No, no, uh, No comparisons yet. But uh, we we ate some Paw Patrol mac and cheese. That Beautiful. I made. Yep. I think it was fantastic. It was. Mac it was indeed. Yep. And uh, yeah, excited to talk about this movie. We had a good time watching Fantastic Four it was 2005, a lot of fun. and you guys for the first time. This was your first time seeing it, and for me, it was definitely like I remember a lot of it, and I I would say that a lot of it remained consistent with what I thought back in the day. But we're gonna get into it. But before we do. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. We actually just we just hit over 100 subscribers. We're at 103, I believe, right now on YouTube. Not the not the biggest milestone in comparison, but you know it means a lot to us. No, listen, 100 subscribers is epic on YouTube. But uh, also, we would love it if you left a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. That would be greatly. Uh, appreciated as that uh, really does well to help us but uh, we're doing well guys we're doing really well we've got a lot coming up for the uh, 100 subscriber special we're going to do an extra special podcast uh, for you guys but I'm not going to reveal what that is you guys are just going to have to wait and find out what it is but it's going to be something uh, that uh, I know I am looking forward to uh, very much but enough of all that let's get into it boys let's open our sling ring and head over to Fox's Fantastic Four universe Fire? Is it true you can fly? Come on, am I the only guy who thinks this is cool? What if we got these powers for a reason? I've always wanted power. Victor, you always thought you were a god. Let's not fight. No. Let's. Yes, boys. Yes, indeed. We are talking about Fantastic Four. But was this film fantastic? It's your first time seeing it, so I want to hear your thoughts first, and we will start with Ethan, but I don't want you to give your thoughts, Ethan. I want you to give a summary to catch viewers up, because I know this was a pretty popular film back in the day, and just to bring those memories back for those who have seen it before, but if you haven't, 
This is a great summary for you. Yes, Fantastic Four 2005, directed by Tim Story, written by Mark Frost and Michael France, and of course based off the comics by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. This movie stars Yoan Griffith, Michael Chiklis, Chris Evans, Jessica Alba, and Julian McMahon. The plot is Reed Richards is a very talented scientist seeking the fundraising for a space experiment. Along with his friend and partner Ben Grimm, he goes to a businessman named Victor Von Doom and manages to get his support. So Reed, Ben, along with Von Doom, his partner Sue Storm, and her brother Johnny find themselves aboard Von Doom's private space station. Mm-hmm. However, an accident will flood the station with cosmic rays and Reed, Ben, Sue, Johnny will gain amazing powers, thus becoming the Fantastic Four. But the four of them aren't the only ones affected by the cosmic rays. Yes, the rays also affected Mr. Victor, Dr. Victor Von Doom. Yeah, man. So that's Fantastic Four. And, I mean, we're obviously going to get into major spoilers because this film came out, oh, my gosh, however many, 17 years ago, I'm pretty sure, which is quite a long time ago. But... We'll shoot it over to Micah now. Micah, what did you think for your first viewing of Fantastic Four? Well, I thought it was... It definitely did not feel like two hours and five minutes. I thought I thought it blew by pretty quick. It was definitely not two hours Wait a and minute. five minutes Hold on. Either. I'm pretty sure two this was an hour and 40 minutes. minutes. It was an hour 45. I just looked I it up right here. It's two hours and five minutes. It's not the one we watched. Is there an extended cut? I don't know. We, uh... Yes, also, I should, I should work to clarify because for those of you who are really in the know... You'll be saying, well, wait a minute, Ben. There's been a Fantastic Four movie out since 1994. Where where was your coverage of that one? That movie did not release in theaters. Uh, that was released for... Very well, released actually, it DVD. wasn't even yeah. released. It was canceled because they just couldn't find enough uh, funding. But the actors and, and uh, crew members, they worked as much as they could to bring it at least to a watchable point. But... Um, that was not released to theater, so it does not meet the multiverse monologues criteria of being in theater, so it does not count for the review. This is the first true Fantastic Four film. So was that the one that says two hours and four minutes? Or uh, well, are we missing an extended cut of Google, this movie? Google, when you just type in Fantastic Four 2005 runtime, it says two hours and five minutes, but I looked it up on Disney+, Plus, other places, and it says an hour 45. So I don't know what what's going on there. There's no extended cut. From what I know. Interesting. Google needs to check their uh, sources right there. No, we definitely watched the hour and 40 minute version. There's no extended. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, what did you think of the hour and 40 minute version that we watched last night? Well, I I still thought, you know, the... The the opinion still remains that I thought it was kind of quick and painless. Uh, Very fun. I thought it was a kind of a fun romp. Uh, Marvel. I think it's one of the first true marvel movies as we know them mm. as they're you know comedy and they're not really meant to be thought about too deeply and uh, no one really takes them too seriously you just go for the fun and the action even if it doesn't really make sense especially with some of the uh um sue storm stuff i <laughs> yeah I, I don't know you can tell this is a 2005 Definitely. marvel movie would not pass sure. today with uh, a pg no. rating for sure no, absolutely not. But uh, were you I, overly positive on this movie? I mean, it seems like it's it's more painless than anything else. You don't feel so um, either or. There is an extended. Huh. 
I don't know what's uh, – it's uh, an extra 20 minutes, but, yeah. Holy catfish. Uh, we we missed it, guys. I we missed would actually – I'm not going to lie. I would watch that. I would watch this again. Yeah, I would, I would watch, watch that. watch this as yes. an extended. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what, what, what did you say? Sorry, I was reading the No, the yeah, thing. you're good. So where do you fall kind of – are you more positive or negative? Oh, yeah, yeah, more positive. Um, I mean, I didn't have high expectations going in, so it wasn't like – awful um I, for electra last time uh, i already had bad expectations going in because i knew daredevil wasn't that great <laughs> either and they killed off electra in that movie and didn't bring her back at the end of the movie so well, how would there be a sequel yeah um but this movie it's a brand new franchise i like the just they're all having fun chris evans for the first time in marvel series not the last time not the sure. last time for sure and maybe not even the last time playing johnny storm oh what's that mean? we'll talk we about it see. we'll talk we about will it. see but yeah overall positive very nice mr wensloff yeah i'd have to agree with mike i uh, definitely not a an amazing movie or a fantastic film if you will <laughs> but it, it was enjoyable and comparing it to movies we have watched on this watch through it's definitely uh, Top half, in my opinion. Yep, for it, sure. The, it is enjoyable. It's got enjoyable character. I think the casting is knocked out of the park for the most part in this mm -hmm. movie. And the costumes and costume design, I really like in this film. It's just, yeah, really the CGI and some of the humor and some of the writing that didn't age well. Yeah, but, but it's I 2005. Mean, yeah, it was a quick quick hour 40. I'd, I'd, I'd watch this again. I think Micah said it best when he says it's painless. You know, it's not doing anything wrong, per se, except for some dated CGI, but that was of its time. So yeah. you can't really affect that, you know, but it does date the movie. Mr. Fantastic CGI, in some points, is a little, <laughs> it's a little rough, especially when he's uh, attacking or trying to hold down, um, is it Victor Von Doom or is it The Thing? I'm pretty sure it's The Thing, actually. Yeah, no, it's The Thing. And he's like, his head's like bobbing around, you know? It, yeah. He, it looks a little rough. But other than that... The casting really stands out to me. Each one of the Fantastic Four really hit the nail on the head. You know, I've always thought of the Human Torch as being a hothead. Chris Evans nails that. Oh, you're hot. Why, thank you. So are you. Sue Storm as being like the mother of the group who, you know, takes care of anything, everyone, and wants to make sure, like, everything's fine. They got that right. A little bit over-sexualized, obviously, but that's with the times. So you bit. can't really, you can't really, a little bit. It's yeah, like right. her whole character. <laughs> literally, I know. They, the one scene on the bridge where she literally, she strips down nude. You know that Just they, to go fully they added that scene after they cast, like once they got Jessica Alba in the role, they were like, all right, let's put that scene in there. And then the very next scene, they're all just past the crowd. She has her clothes back on. Was, and Richards on Johnny Meter there. Oh, that was great work, Sue. <laughs> the only reason that was in there was to show, I don't know. It, it, it provides no advantage yeah. to their whatever reconnaissance they were going for yeah and so but uh, mr fantastic yoan griffith griffith is it yeah griffith he's great and michael chiklis is the standout as ben Grimm or the thing i he's my favorite i love all four of those people in their casting roles and i think they would make they do make a great fantastic four and i i think that the casting for dr doom is great but i think some of um some of his acting is not the best. You know, some of the lines in the script that he's given is, it's just dated and it feels very comic booky. It felt like they were going for a Green Goblin-esque villain 
very reminiscent of Willem Dafoe's portrayal and especially some of the plot elements that happen. You have a CEO who's fired, out am I, from his company, and it's like, uh, well, you know, I think they're kind of ripping off Spider-Man. But he's not the worst thing in the movie. It's definitely not painful. Not it's, the worst thing. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so no yeah it's a it's a painless film it's a fun film but it does it do like anything like super well i don't know if it does anything like knock it out of the park but it's just a fun movie it's a really fun movie you know yeah. i really like it i really like it and with the uh the budget for 87 and a half million dollars it's it's not even uh it, it the, the CGI is justified for that budget, I think. Um, and they made a ton of money on this movie. They made $333 million on it, which is, like, fourth place of our box office so far. So that's oh, really? that's pretty good. Yeah, it's just below uh, X2. And then the two Spider-Man films are above those two, right? Uh, Almost yeah. certain of that. Yeah, it looks like that. Those two Spider-Man films were like... They made so much huge. money. Ridiculous. Okay, all right. So I'm pretty yeah, sure this is good. also the this is also the highest grossing Fantastic Four film. Yeah, I believe so. So um, the next one, maybe there. No, unfortunately then, not. Uh, I, how just yeah, as a as a frame of reference, how much did Fan Four Stick make? I'd like Fan Four Stick made uh, 167 million, oh and their gosh. budget was 120 million. I saw that Ooh. in theaters, so that they made some money for me. I've not seen it. I oh well, that'll be fun when we get to it. But we're talking about 2005, though. How did you think about the Fantastic Four, Micah? Like, did you like those four as their respective characters? Yeah, or there one I mean, kind of rubbed you the wrong way. Or um, the only thing that really oh, all right. So e each character isn't a 10 out of 10 for Fantastic Four. They're not. You know, it's not John Krasinski as Reed Richards fan casting level of. Um, amazingness or fantasticness um <laughs> i noticed that reed richards didn't really have the the white sideburns as much as i would have liked they nailed it for uh, dr strange but um seeing all these characters like they're they're a good seven out of ten i think mm. like um there were times where the thing looked like he wasn't made of rock but it was definitely a soft material mm. um there were you know sue storm wasn't the most interesting character at times her powers weren't used as much as they weren't used at all in a practical way uh she had that force field thing that was used but the invisibility wasn't used at all and that's like what sue storm oh, does that scene, man. yeah 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 she oh, yeah, yeah. through she all did, those people <laughs> yeah, yeah she got she got naked in front of everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. i forgot about that right um but yeah but it's not used and then um there's inconsistencies in all their powers so johnny storm he no problem goes supernova in the lab but when he has to use it practically he's like oh, i can't do this anymore oh you know and almost dies on the you know, he has to stop and but he's still got dr doom it's not yeah whatever minor nitpicks not minor nitpicks for that so they were they were pretty good i i'd say okay. mostly positive seven out of tens for their characters ethan what'd you think of dr doom uh probably my least favorite of the core cast i thought Definitely. i thought his look was dead on. I loved his look. Mm. Uh, as Victor Von That's Doom, a good point. And mask on and mask off, I think he killed it. And I uh, thought his dialogue was a little boring. And I really, you don't get that Victor Von Doom uh, super genius from this guy. You just get, eh, that's a that's a rich guy with money. What did you do? Exactly what I said I would. I built a better, stronger being. And outsmarted the great 
Reed Richards. Yeah, he didn't really get his motives in this. I didn't. Yeah. I mean, yeah, to take down the Fantastic Four, but why? Have you ever? Have you guys ever watched the show from 2011 to 2012, Earth's Mightiest Heroes? No. Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Doom in that show is portrayed perfectly. There's also the follow-up to that show called Avengers Assemble, and there's a, a an episode from season one called uh, I'm pretty sure Planet Doom or something like that. It's like the fifth episode in the first season of that show. And it's a pretty mediocre show, but that episode portrays Doom in the way that I would love to see him portrayed in the MCU. If you're not doing anything and you want to kill 20 minutes, go and watch Avengers Assemble Planet Doom. It is such a fantastic episode. And it shows, yes, I I said fantastic, yes. It shows Doctor Doom as the ruler of the world. And there is a small band of heroes, but it's not the Avengers. It's like taken from the X-Men, the Spider-Man, fantastic. Like it, there's like each member of like, and they're like, they form a little underground resistance. And it is so fantastic at the very end of the episode. I'm not going to spoil it, but go watch that episode. If you want to see a good Dr. Doom portrayal, he's not bad in this, but he's, he's portrayed perfectly in that show. Miss Van Dyne, I am not some common criminal that can be distracted by your prattling. You are nothing to Doom, and your pathetic attempts to play mind games with me amount to exactly less than nothing. So please, stop embarrassing yourself. Uh, okay. And I think if there's one thing for the future that the MCU needs to get right, it's Doctor Doom. He is such a core character in in relation to these core characters, the Fantastic Four, that I feel like Marvel needs to nail this portrayal. And they, I feel like they really need to nail this casting coming up. But as far as this casting, I think the guy they got to play him is great. But as Ethan said, some of his dialogue just, I mean, it kind of, I don't know. It kind of just is not the And he's essentially just Electro. We said that a couple times last time we were watching. <laughs> yeah, like Magneto yeah. and Electro. At the yeah, same time. he just kind of grew metal on his arms and... Well, because what's weird about it is that in the comics, he doesn't have those powers. He doesn't have the powers that he has in these two movies or Fanforstic. In Fanforstic, he's whack. But in the po- in the comics, he's more of a Tony Stark guy, billionaire with a suit with mystical powers and also mm. like a lot of tech upgrades. I don't think he has like a base power level, you know? But they're afraid to do that, I feel like. Everything needs to come from, like, a an explosion or something like that. I like that he was on the ship at the beginning, but I don't know. I, I, they need, they, MCU can do him perfect. That's what I'm trying to say. They have uh, an opportunity to do it well. It might be too, uh, too, um, too much to ask out of the second movie, but I'm hoping we get some more character development out of him. I mean, I, we are going back to his uh, home country. It said in the end of the movie that we're going to... What country is it? Latveria. Latveria. Do we know anything about Latveria? Uh, not in relation to this movie, but it's a it's a sovereign state, basically. And it's Doom's land. It's yeah. a fictional land, obviously, but it's it's right around in, like, Middle East, I think, Europe. But it's, like, he it's a castle, basically. And he lords over, like, a ton of land. But there's, like, there's an embassy you got to go through. There's laws, and it's, like... Mm. It's very political, I guess. But basically, it's the excuse of Dr. Doom can do whatever he wants and no one's going to touch him because it's foreign ground. So you can't go over there. So he can do whatever he wants. So it's basically his evil base lair. Mm. That's, where, that's what Latveria is. 
It's never really explained it from what I remember. And I think, honestly, he's the weakest point of this next movie oh, from man. what I remember. But I don't even really know why they put him in the, the next movie, to be so, honest yeah, with you. So, yeah, 2005, Fox, Fox has the X-Men, they have Fantastic Four, and they have the Daredevil franchise. Do we see any connection between these three? Do you think they had any plan to merge them into one grand universe? No, I don't think they did because there's that's never been done before there, the MCU. There is a deleted scene where... Uh, Reed Richards morphs his face into Logan's face. Legit? No yeah, and he looks just like Wolverine. Instead, we get uh, he morphs his face into a, a Chad Reed Richards. <laughs> <laughs> a giga Chad Reed Richards. That that's what the deleted scene is. Really? Wait, so yeah. legit, in Fantastic Four, they were going to... Why did... Did they say why? I'm not why? sure if it was just a, a for the gag reel or if it was legit. But it, I'm, I'm not sure why they never had plans to bring them together. I think they just wanted to keep things separate. I don't know. I mean, well, obviously, it, it's stupid to us nowadays. Why wouldn't you go and connect those movies? I mean, you got money Well, that's right what there. comic fans want from the start of getting movies. They're like, we want crossovers. Yeah. And oh. I think this is the one case where Look you're that. like... Look at that. Oh. That's so bad. Oof. Okay, maybe it they deleted bad. it because the CGI looks horrible. <laughs> that could be why. Also, it definitely would have taken away from that moment between Reed Richards and Sue Storm and the, on the boat or whatever. Mm -hmm. And she, like, turns invisible. Also, you know what I did like in this movie that I thought was really good? The comedy. Yeah. All of Johnny Storm's lines, I laughed at. I thought his lines were hilarious. He's a good comedy actor. Like, him and, um, what's the, the, um, the Knives Out. He was good in Knives yeah. Out. Yes, he was great in Knives yeah, Out. Yeah, really funny. He's a... And they kind of give him more of a, a straighter character for uh, Avengers with ca uh, Captain America. So he's he's playing more of the straight role than the comedy role. But you could totally do a comedy. You can come back as Johnny Storm in the, the Fantastic Four. I could see that. You, what did you say last night about Chris Evans coming to play? What did he say? He said he's more likely to return as Johnny Storm than he is as Captain America. Interesting. I could definitely see that. I, I don't see it, man. I don't see him coming back as Johnny Storm. I mean, I think maybe, that would be the most hype thing ever. It would be pretty hype. I'm not going to lie. But, like, especially after watching this movie, man. Like, I really like this cast. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I know everyone's got their fan cast for fan, Fantastic Four MCU. And I do want to talk about that when we get closer to the end of this. But, no, yeah, the comedy in this really worked for me. In, in, in the way that I think Marvel should nowadays take heed from because it wasn't over the top it was mm. serious when it needed to be and then you had the characters like johnny storm and sometimes ben Grimm, who really like worked well off of each other the yeah. comedy works and i think a lot of, like the maria menounos comes up to johnny storm and she puts the thermometer in his mouth and he's and she goes wow you're hot thank you so are you and <laughs> it's like i died that's a good line that's expertly well-timed yeah and um, the other thing that I really did enjoy was, well, I didn't know if I really enjoyed this, but I really felt sadness for my boy Ben Grimm. Oh, dude. dude, he gets, if I needed one more reason to hate Andrea from The Walking Dead, then this is it, man. Because she like, oh my gosh. And then he gets crapped on from everyone on the team, especially Johnny. Like, what? He's got the worst life, I man. I watched a, a brown, the so Bron Table on YouTube did a video on this movie and he halfway through the video he was like man I I feel bad calling Ben Grimm the thing 
just it, it feels so demoralizing because they really humanize him in this movie. They do, and and I like how whenever they do take those serious cuts, they don't undercut it with another joke. Like mm. with modern Marvel movies, they do that. They, yep. They lighten the mood and they throw in another joke, like um, uh, Natalie Portman going off on a little improv in Love and Thunder or something like that in that uh, romance scene that they had on the boat. Uh, just little things like that that completely derail the situation. Sure, it might be natural in some way, but it if you only have this amount of time to go with, you have to use that time wisely and you don't want to destroy the entire emotion of the scene. And I like how they do that in this movie where they I like how they don't do that in this movie and they they keep either they make it either a serious scene or a comedy scene. There's never a, a combination of both. Like mm. when he's on the bridge, um, when the thing is on the bridge, just hanging out, they make it serious for a second. It, it's and then it's mostly a comedy after that. Yep. So I, they separate it very nicely. Mm -hmm. And I think the C, the CGI for the Human Torch really good. Yeah. I think he yeah. looks great. And I, I really most of the time like the addition of the practical suit for the thing, even though he doesn't look as big as he should. Mm. I think the suit really works well. And I, I, oh, who, who did I watch that said that Michael Chiklis, he, you know, he championed wearing a practical suit for this because he was such a big fan uh, of the Mr. comics. Sunday. That's who it was. Yep. Yes. He championed for this and he got it and apparently it took him like three hours to apply all of it. But he was a fan, man. He was a big fan of the Fantastic mm -hmm. Four. And you can tell because, I mean, if I could... He is perfect as everything I thought the thing would be about. You know. Yeah, he gets the most screen time in this movie, I think. I wouldn't doubt it. Because there's yeah. a lot of character development for the thing and how... Um, it is a bit weird how he does give up on his wife. Uh, but we get that um, heartbrokenness from when his wife leaves him just because he looks like that. And then she happens to be on the bridge and throws the ring down for some reason. And Like what? Yeah, I, a lot of strange coincidence happen. Um, and then he goes to that bar, meets the blind girl. Blind girl accepts him for who he is because he she can't see him. But just loves him anyway. Uh, but it, I just found that weird. That's the only uh, thing I have about the thing. <laughs> Is that he falls for this girl so quickly? I don't know. Uh, I think he'd be willing to take any girl at that point. Yeah, yeah. But I, I really liked uh, uh, Michael Chiklis in this movie. Yeah. Is that how you pronounce his last name, Chiklis? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, have you guys ever seen the show No Ordinary Family? Mm -mm. I watched that with my family uh, many, many years ago, back when it was still airing, uh, and he plays a Mister Incredible type character. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, I don't know if that's what inspired the people to cast him in that show, but I I remember watching it when I was little, and I thought it was all right. It was an okay, okay show. Well, okay, so here's something I want to ask you guys, too. We've had four, quote-unquote, oh. Fantastic Four oh. films, and What's the fourth one? they've all – I mean the 1994. Oh, okay. I'm kind of, I'm, that's why I quoted it. And a lot of people, I mean, they're at best mediocre to, like, good, I guess. Why do you think it's so hard to make one? You know? Because a lot of people have said, you know, Incredibles is the best Fantastic Four film. I, you know, I don't really like that comparison at all because there's two kids there and it's an animated movie and they don't have to follow the storyline of the comics. But in practice, 
you should. I mean, this is this is a husband and wife. This is a hothead. This is a a, a guy dealing with, you know, a lot of the problems that he's a he's literally a rock monster, and there's a lot of turmoil here. And we've had four movies now that just have been mediocre to terrible, you know. So why is it so hard? This should not be that difficult, you know. I feel like this is this. And, you know, is it just up to Fox at this point? Are they to blame? Or what do you guys think it is? Uh, it could be because their powers are too generic. I was thinking about it in this, uh, while watching it, I was like, uh, that bridge scene specifically, mm -hmm. I was thinking back to my own childhood when I would play pretend with all the people in the neighborhood. Oh, I was yeah. Like, yeah, these are just powers any kid would think of. Ooh, I'm invisible now. You can't see me. Or I have uh, force fields that I can shoot out or... Now I'm on fire, and I can shoot fire out of my hands, or uh, I'm super strong, or I can stretch super far. And they're just generic powers, I feel. Hmm. And um, with newer, uh, with newer uh, of the Avengers and stuff, you have all these different unique powers with deep character development that we get first. If there was a movie before this, maybe building up these characters, then we would have something. But the characters that we get in this movie are too generic, in my opinion, for... Not not that it's bad. Yeah. Like, they don't need to be super deep characters, especially for the way that this movie went. I think that they did a perfectly fine job just making a fun action comedy romp. But if they want to take this movie to the next level, they would have to have that character development. And that's what this movie is missing. Mm. What they you... have little inklings, but it's nothing special. Yeah. It's just generic build up to get to the plot or to get to the power using. So you think, well, I'm wondering if maybe if they were extended, you know, to two, maybe 2.15, you know, two hours, 15 minutes. Well, even with the, the extended cut, it doesn't look like they add much. Well, yeah, because they I mean, add more with the thing. But I think we had plenty of stuff with the thing. We did. We needed we needed stuff. Even for, more I think... stuff with the thing is awesome. It's just more, more thing, more Johnny Storm. And that's about it. Oh, interesting. I think we need more Mr. Fantastic and Sue Storm. I feel like there's so much there, man. I don't know. There's another minute of um, Sue and Reed. Oh, wait, wait. There's there's a couple more little things. Okay. But for the most part, it's Johnny Storm and the thing in the extended. Hmm. A little bit of Sue and Doom, too. You could also blame it on uh, a foreign studio making these movies, you know, because Marvel, you know, whether we like Phase Four or not, they have always knocked it out of the park when it comes to the the it, the really important stuff. You know, I would say I've never been let down by an Avengers film. You know, mm. and this is this is Marvel's first family. You know, arguably like behind the Avengers, this could be huge going into the future for the MCU if they can do it right. You know, we had. Who who was attached to direct this for a while? It was the Spider Man John guy, Watts. Right? John was Watts, a part of it for a while. Yes. What happened to him? Why did he back out? What was his deal? To the new one? Yeah, because he he was attached for like two years, and then he backed he backed well, out. Because he has another Spider Man trilogy, right? He's not doing the next Spider Man trilogy. What's he doing now? I he's... believe he is doing Disney's Star Wars Skeleton Crew. I believe that's his next project. But I don't know. Was it creative differences, or was it just too much time, or maybe? Like they're so afraid to make a fantastic. John Watts said he movie. wanted to take a break from superhero films after completing the Spider-Man trilogy. Okay, all right. Yeah, well, you know got... what? You can't really blame mm -hmm. him. He gave us a fantastic Spider-Man trilogy. You know, 
I said fantastic. I think that would have been <laughs> not perfect by, then. Not by accident. No, no, no. That trilogy, <laughs> I don't care what That's you say, accurate. man. I, the, uh, you know, what's his name on YouTube? High Top Films, is it? Or, oh, who is it? He really critiques the heck out of the MCU Spider-Man, and it, it annoys me a lot because I don't really think he gets it. You know, I don't think he gets that this was Spider-Man before he became his own, like, character, you know? I don't know. It... it he annoys me a little bit. Yeah, and it's hard to do an origin for Spider-Man after uh, Sam Raimi did it so perfectly in the first mm-hmm. three. So they MCU did something different. I thought it was enjoyable, and now they're they set the stage for whatever. But going back to what you said about how it's why it's so hard to make a good Fantastic Four movie, I just think it's that Marvel really hasn't got a fair shot at it. Fox did it in 2005. I think if I was a kid or even an adult in 2005, and I watched this. I would have been thoroughly impressed. Mm. I would have enjoyed this movie a lot. As for the 1994 one goes, that one was its own uh, bunch of problems. <laughs> and as for the I 2000- think I've seen a little bit of that one. Because I have seen a little bit of a Fantastic Four movie, but yeah, anyway. Yeah, Rise of Silver Surfer, haven't seen that one, so I'm not sure how that one goes out. But I have seen Fan Four Stick, and that one's really bad. It, it was just troubled behind the scenes. So I think just the, the problem is they haven't had the right people at the helm to continue it and keep it going. So I really think in the MCU it has massive potential. And we talk about how, oh, man, Phase 4, oh, man, after Endgame, where's Marvel going to go? Well, I mean, MCU still hasn't introduced the X-Men or the Fantastic Four. We got tons, tons of avenues and areas to go. So we're just in a waiting period right now. And, yes... We have all seen the finale of Miss Marvel. We, spoilers for we, that. We know, yep, well, spoilers for that. We know about the, the little musical tease. We're going we're gonna to do a recap of that show. We're definitely going to be talking about that and where we might see the X-Men pop up in the future. But I think your hit is spot on. I think it's the people, definitely. Papa Feige, he's got a plan, and I don't think he's going to waste Marvel's first family because in regards to teams, X-Men, Avengers, Fantastic Four. Those are the big three. You got to get those right, and I think he's taking his time deliberately to really make sure he gets them right. So, and I think we're also going to see a lot this weekend. We're recording this Thursday, the twenty-first of July, I believe it is. Yes, in two days, Marvel is going to appear at Hall H and unveil the rest of Phase Four. I would assume, probably going into Phase Five. Can't wait to fill in my calendar. It's going to be great. Oh yeah, like dude, they're going to guarantee they're going to give layouts for blade they're going to do a lot of stuff in there they may even reveal the fantastic forecast you know i wouldn't doubt it at least give us a director you know there's rumors that steven spielberg is going to direct mm-hmm. i don't know that if that's insane that would be insane although a lot of his movies lately have not been the greatest i liked west side story i just saw that uh i haven't seen that one for alaska and it it felt like the old movie hmm. but just new is he not attached to indie Indy 5? Or no, 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 that's James Mangold. James Mangold is directing that one. Yeah. Is he a producer? Yeah. Might be. Indy 5 is going to be epic. But anyway, yeah, Fantastic Four. I I think that Marvel can do really well with this, and I I can't wait to hear it. But right now, we still live in a world where we don't know what Marvel's plans are. We only know that there's a movie probably coming out in 2024. Hopefully. We can hope for that. But... um, for now, I kind of wanted to just talk about the future. And do you guys have anyone you'd like to see play the Fantastic Four? Because we did see 
John Krasinski play Mr. Fantastic in Multiverse of Madness. Do you think they're going to carry that over to the MCU, or do you think that was a fan-casted moment that Marvel was like, all right, we're going to give this to you because of the fans, you know? Because I think that moment is still in limbo. Ethan? Who do I uh, want to fan-cast right now? Is that Who, what you're asking? That's what I, yes. Do you, think they'll, do you think they'll stay with Krasinski? Or do you no, think... it, based on what Feige said and what Krasinski said, it felt like it was a for-the-fans kind of moment because originally they had uh, – the uh, the Bond actor, coming Daniel in. Craig. They had oh Daniel yeah, Daniel Craig coming in to film that scene. Really? Daniel Craig. I think as I, a, I think as that. a different character though. I'm not sure okay. who he was gonna play. It's James Bond. Bond. <laughs> <laughs> he was a part of the. Uh, you know what? That would fit. But no, Feige said uh, we, we brought Krasinski in just to, to please the fans here. So I don't I don't think Krasinski is a long term solution in the spot. Oof. Okay. Do you have anyone who you'd like to see play any of the Fantastic Four? Man, I, I think Kevin Feige has nailed casting as far as it goes, so I, I trust him in this. But uh, I don't know. I, I just love seeing my actors from other things in things. So I get, get Joe Keery as a, a Johnny Storm. Ooh. I think that would be really fun. That's a good. I'm pretty sure that's a fan cast, right? Yeah, they've that's been a fan they, cast. That, they've been talking about that for a while now. Dude, imagine that'd be good. That'd be good. Who's the actress who's in Lost? For Juliet, do you know what her name is? Because oh yes, because I, I think she would be a great Sue Storm. <laughs> yeah, I could totally. I mean, maybe because she's walking around in a, a, a jacket, a lab coat the whole time. I think she would make a great Sue Storm. Although she is Elizabeth Mitchell. Elizabeth Mitchell. Yeah, she's old now. What is she? Yeah, that's true. That's true. well. If they're gonna play it that way, remember. Doctor Strange hinted that they were popular in what? What year? The 50s? Weren't you guys a band in the 60s, yeah, I think, so is if, what he said? If they bring the time travel element into it, like they were lost in space or they were lost. in <laughs> they were in the, the <laughs> quantum realm for a couple years and the Fantastic Four did exist, but now when they come back, they have powers. If they're going for an older version of the Fantastic Four, if that's what we're going for, then my fan cast for Reed Richards is Andrew Lincoln. No way. I could – no way. I cannot see Andrew mm. Lincoln playing a lab coat smart guy. There is no way. Although, listen, honestly, anything Andrew Lincoln could do Smartest would be epic. Smartest man alive, Carl. <laughs> Smartest man alive, Carl. 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 I think a, a fan edit of Andrew Lincoln as Mr. Fantastic was trending on Twitter a couple weeks ago. So no way. I just thought right, it was funny. So. We're getting uh, Andrew Lincoln as Reed Richards. Mm -hmm. We're getting Norman Reedus as Ghost Johnny Ryan. Storm. Yeah. Get <laughs> Dude. So, Micah, do you have any fan cast that you'd like to see? Oh, man. Um, I mean, what's his name? I'd like to see um, Steven Yeun at some point. But Could I don't know he about... play We're sticking in The Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah I was going to say. I mean... They got to redeem themselves from Andrew. Such a great cast and Walking Dead and Lost and stuff. So I don't, I don't even know. Well, uh, why not? I'd like to. I'd like to keep John Krasinski. I like him as uh, as Reed Richards. If they picked anybody else as Reed Richards and brought him back in a, a movie soon here, I don't think that would go over well with the fans. Mm. Like they, the fans blew up over Kenobi given just a minor hint that Rebels canon might be broken. And seeing that John Krasinski, their favorite Jim Halpert, is... Because it's the same 
audience. They all love The Office, and they all love Star Wars, and they all love um, Marvel stuff. It's the same group. It's my aunt. She loves all this stuff. <laughs> and she would, she would flip if John Krasinski wasn't Reed Richards again. I think if you do bring John Krasinski back, then it only makes sense to bring Emily Blunt in. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You have to do that. But aren't they getting up there in age? I feel like you then got it would be perfect. I know, but you I know, but are they gonna go that route? If they went that route and went the old age, older age one, because I feel like the Fantastic Four is a family you gotta keep in the MCU for a while, you know? At least the ten year plan, you know? And I'm not gonna lie, why not someone new, you know? He's what, forty Why not why not pick because these are huge characters and I feel like they should do to the Avengers in the beginning, what they did, what they do for the Fantastic yeah. Four, you know, because we haven't seen already in you know, something. I know Robert Downey Jr. was Sherlock. I mean, he was kind of famous, but I mean, it, obviously Iron Man threw him up to fame. Chris Evans, Chris well, Hemsworth, he was popular in the nineties before he, he was, had all his but drug he, stuff. he was, but he wasn't like a tier celebrity. His dad, his dad was big, so he was known. Yeah, it wasn't like he was an unknown whatever who came out of nowhere. He had this. Um, this just huge scandal, and that brought it brought him out right. of, you know, yeah. kind of like with Wesley's knives. He might come back, he might not. I don't know. I would like to see an original, like not original, but I would like to see actors who are not as big get put in these roles. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie, because for the fan four stick, a lot of those actors are from things that were pretty well known. So it was like eh, it was kind of hard to look at Michael B. Jordan and think, oh, you know what? That's Johnny Storm. You know, it's it's not hard to do that for he any of Johnny the original. Storm. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was Johnny Storm. Yeah, <laughs> what? it was pretty crazy. I know, and but it's not hard to think of. You know, Go- Goose as Mister Fantastic. Oh right. no Miles, way, Miles Teller. Miles, Miles Teller, he's back, man. But you know who's Think? who's Iron Man? Oh, wow. Who's Iron crazy. Man? Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Who's Captain America? Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. They're synonymous. I'd like to see who's that. With, who's Wolverine? Exactly. They're synonymous with those roles. They're, no one is synonymous with the Fantastic Four yet, and Marvel has that opportunity. So if you cast, say, a Ryan Reynolds as, just for argument's sake, as Mr. Fantastic, I'm not going to see Mr. Fantastic. I'm going to see Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. So I would like to see them go more original. And Star Wars does that really, really well. But Marvel can do it well, and they have done it well. So you know, I'd like to see them go more original. But with the villain... I think you can go with someone who is, you know, who can knock it out of the park. I've heard rumors that Giancarlo Esposito is going to play Doctor Doom. What? I think that he, I don't think he should do that because he plays a villain in like every cinematic universe. I don't think that would be a good role for him. Just a rumor. I don't think I would like him in that role either. But Howard Stern as uh, Victor Fonten. Listen, those rumors better not be true. Okay? <laughs> I, could see, I could see him over Giancarlo Esposito though. I agree. But I, I was thinking a lot. And if you've ever seen King Arthur, Legend of the Sword, 2017 movie that made zero money but is one of the best films I've ever seen, Jude Law... Who wasn't Captain Marvel, unfortunately, I think would do perfect job as Doctor Doom. But unfortunately, you can't have that as the case, so you got to go with someone else. I'd love to see Anthony Starr, who plays Homelander in The Boys, make his debut in the MCU in some form or fashion. You know, if it's Doctor Doom, I could totally see it happen, but he already plays an iconic villain in the boys so i don't know if you go that route but i could see him doing something with the mcu how about a david Tennant von doom 
Ooh. I feel like he's he's I feel like he's too like smallish, you know? And his voice doesn't scream Victor Von Doom, you know? What about uh keeping with the doctors uh, Matt Smith? Maybe he can give us a little dance. He was just so <laughs> peak in Morbius, bro. He can't I don't know come if back. He, he, he can, he can only do that movie. I mean, only if if when when they do um, Morbius two, it's Morbin time. Then he can come back. But you know, <laughs> Return of the Morb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to see Matt Smith do something other. I heard than he Morbius was good in Last Night in Soho. Matt Smith? Yeah. No, 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 Matt. Um, yeah, Matt Smith. He was in uh, Last Night in Soho. Never seen it. I don't know. I, I don't know much I about heard, it. I heard it was good. I listened to a podcast on it. Either way, it could be revealed in two days or it could be revealed way into the future at D23 because those are the big two things that Marvel's doing this yep. year. So we will get an answer this year, and I'm very excited for it, for the future of the Fantastic Four. But uh, anyway, coming back to this film, I want to see who your guys' favorite character was in this movie. I'm assuming it's going to be one of the Fantastic Four. So we'll stick with that. Unless my Doom favorite was somehow. Hot Nurse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Maria Menounos. But um, Micah, your favorite character in this movie? Uh, well, I think that the thing was more fleshed out. But we kind of talked about him already. So I'll talk about Johnny Storm. I I liked how just quippy he was. He what was an the most. Too. Yeah, yeah, kissing a girl in a on a motorcycle, <laughs> driving yes. up next to the car she's in. That you know, he's epic. He's pretty cool. Um, he's a. The snowboarding scene was kind of cool. Um, you know, it, it, he's, he's all right. He was funny. He was quippy. He was really quick on his uh, lines. Uh, you can tell he just had a lot of fun. And you got to love Chris Evans. Yeah. yeah. Chris Evans. I mean, his, his most iconic role as Lightyear uh, in the movie Lightyear. <laughs> oh, boy. It really put him on the map. So, uh, yeah. And I, I guess, um, have you guys seen the, the high school movie he was in? No, but I've heard great things about it. Yeah. It reminded me of what he would be like in that movie. I've seen little clips of it, uh, so that's kind of my idea. So, but I, yeah, he he was good. He's stellar. I liked. I I love. He was on Chris fire. Evans. Yeah, he was. He, and he, he said was. his line a lot. He said "flame on" quite a bit, which I like. Yes. One flame thing on. I, you got to go with that. One thing I did notice a lot was there were a lot of product placement in this movie. My favorite one being uh, when he's thrown by the thing onto the. Flame grilled burgers, yeah. Burger, King. Burger King ad, dude. The original Xbox logo on the yeah. one of the skyscrapers, dude. Crystal really geyser water bottles. Jeez. What? Crystal, Crystal geyser out of all the? Yeah, it was a 2005 thing. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Ethan, yeah. favorite character? Yeah, I gotta go with Ben Grimm. I think they did a great job with him and just making him sympathetic. I know it's the boring answer, but he really he got the most character development. You get all the. The stuff with his wife and you really really do feel for him like that out of the, the the four or i guess five he is affected the most out of the uh, cosmic accident in space and you're really upset for him and you're like man this guy it's ruining his whole life all he wants to do is just be with his wife and it really helps that his wife just sucks his wife, yes <laughs> first sign of trouble <laughs> she goes to that bridge and she sees that he's he's helpful he just saved people Ah, you're still big and orange. I mean, she happened, happened to be, be on that bridge. Let me though. throw that ring down. <laughs> I like the fact that she like. I like the thought of her just going to the bridge to break up with him, and then it just happened to be like him just saving everyone, which is even worse, I guess. But oh boy, how does he compare to the comics thing? You've you said you've read a couple Secret Wars stuff, and 
How does he compare to that? Oh, well, yeah, he's just he's love struck, man. He uh, <laughs> he loves his wife, and until uh, he meets, I think he meets. I'm not sure if it's him or Colossus. Daredevil. <laughs> him and Colossus have they fall in love with like this alien babe and in space. Uh, yeah, I might have mistaken him for Colossus. I'm not sure. I'll have to go back and reread it, but I haven't read too much Fantastic Four yeah. comics. But well, while we're watching this movie, he's dead on. Yep. Yeah, Ethan would say that you know that's his whole character is that he loves his wife and he just wants to be with her again. But in this movie, I, I just found it so weird that he drops her so quick. <laughs> oh my gosh, man! I you know I would agree. I would agree. Ben Grimm definitely the best character for sure. I like that him at the end, even though it's like not explained at all. He makes the choice to go back to his like his rocky self you know to help them beat dr doom at the end i think it's a really even though they don't really like flesh that out at all i like the thought of him being like i gotta go save my family you mm. know pretty much at this point and i've got to fix my mistake because i've been selfish you know i feel like they could have done a lot with that but i like the thought of that just to add on to ethan's analysis of why ben Grimm is a favorite character but yeah those two, Johnny Storm and Ben Grimm, definitely stand out. And I think, you know, Mr. Fantastic is good too. Um, Sue Storm is there for um, sex appeal, and that's pretty much it. And that, that kind of bad too, yeah. wasn't that? <laughs> she wasn't the greatest. I don't know. But, yeah, no, those two are definitely the, the highlights. Um, favorite scene, though. Favorite scene. If you had to pick one or element of the movie that you like the best – that this movie did right, what would it be? I will start with Mr. Wensloff. Yeah, favorite element and just scene is that montage of them all learning their powers for the first time. And you have you have uh, Johnny messing with uh, Ben Grimm with a handful of uh, shaving cream. And you just you get a good family dynamic from this whole crew, which I really enjoy. And I think the MCU could really hit the nail on the head with that that family dynamic. I love seeing them all. Just interact. Just any scene when they're all together, I think, is really fun. Yes, indeed. Micah? Um, I think that the most uh, kind of just fun, wacky comic book scene was when uh, he went to the X Games. Johnny Storm went to the X Games, and then they had this. He did, he did a trick where he fell off his motorcycle in an accident, and then he started flying, and he fell. And then he ran outside, and then he's, he gets interviewed and names everybody. And then, um, like, that whole montage through that, or that whole segment uh, until the end of that argument outside in front of, like, hundreds of people. They're arguing about their own private issues. <laughs> it's just, uh, you know, it's just fun comic book stuff. Mm. And, of course, you get the, the thing throwing Johnny Storm, and then they fight each other, and he just fun stuff. It is good. It is really good. I will go with the more serious scene, and it's the scene when they're in the apartment and Dr. Doom has been talking to Ben Grimm about how Mr. Fantastic is wasting this time. He's just going out with Sue, obviously because Dr. Doom is jealous, but he comes back and they have like this really serious confrontation. And it's like, what did you promise me? You promised me with every last breath that you would try and fix me. And what are you doing? You're going out. Like, I really felt for him in that moment, mm -hmm. even though it's selfish and even for Mr. Fantastic, he's had this whole movie of, you know, accepting the fact that he's not going to be with Sue Storm, the love of his life. And now they finally get a good moment together and they come back to the Baxter building and 
Ben Grimm is there and it's like, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? And it was the first time that Mr. Fantastic and Sue Storm really opened up to each other. I really liked that. There was a lot of emotion there. It was the one real scene where I really felt a lot for everyone in that whole scene. And then it kind of devolved into a CGI mess with uh, Mr. Fantastic attacking Ben Grimm. But that scene in and of itself, I thought, was really good. I thought it was really good. And with that, unless you guys want to say anything else about this movie, or forever hold your peace until 2007 when we talk about Rise of Silver Surfer. <laughs> I remember really liking Silver Surfer. I'm not going to lie. I haven't seen it. Better than this one? Yes. Okay. Well, no, no. I, also, I do like the movie better, but I like the Silver Surfer in that movie. Mm. I think he is excellent. Played by Morpheus from Matrix. Mm, well, voiced, I should say. Um, I think it's time for score, unless you guys have anything else to say. Um, I didn't like the bridge scene. I thought it was very, uh, yeah, just kind of, this happened, then this happened, then this happened. Nothing, uh, nothing like, it, it was it was, it was very cheaply written just to show off their powers. I think that they could have showed more uh, training with Fan uh, Mr. Fantastic, but you can tell why they didn't do that, and it's because of the budget. He was definitely the most expensive character to CG. That's why he looks a bit better at the beginning with CGA, and then by the end, it's just bad. Um, that, that's my own theory. I don't know if that's actually what it was. but Well, also the fact that they caused all of that pretty much. And yeah, they, they get caused all of it. For it <laughs> they're the all end. applauding them after this whole car yeah. wreck just <laughs> happened. Yeah, It's like, what the heck? But anyway, gentlemen, I think it's time for score. Score for the Fantastic Four. Ethan? I'll just throw a few more fan casts out before. So uh, Von Doom, I'll go John Hamm. You know, okay. and I said, all right. I said Andrew Lincoln for Mr. Fantastic, but I think he'd make a great Von Doom. John Hamm. Oh. And you can go older with Doom. Yes, you can. Oh, totally. Yeah. I can see that. Oh, yeah. Dang. That is good stuff, boys. Just those two you want to throw out, Ethan? Yeah, that's all. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Then it is time for scores. All right. It's been a little while since we've placed it on the ranking and i'm excited to hear what you guys have to say so we will as usual start with micah what score would you give fantastic four well um i would immediately when i put it on my ranking i was like was it really a seven or was it around a seven i, I was thinking around a seven so i was thinking was it better than blade all right was it worse than x-men kind of in the in the middle there um so i think we're gonna give a seven a seven solid seven a wow. solid seven solid seven i thought it was better okay. than blade not as good as x-men i think that x-men had some better fight scenes um better jokes and stuff but overall i think it was more cohesive of a you know it was more entertaining than than blade one um yeah that's that's about all i gotta say about it you know okay. just overall pretty good movie Okay, all right. Ethan? Yeah, so for me on my ranking, there's a there's a big gap right in the middle. And I think somewhere in there is where Fantastic Four would fall. I don't I definitely don't think it's better than Blade. I think Blade is one of the, the best surprises we've had on this watch through. I've I really enjoyed Blade. And I'm I didn't hate this movie. I I love the family dynamic. I love all the casting. I love all the costumes. I, I like a lot of these characters and what they do. Uh it's just some of the writing and some of the 
the character moments don't really work as well. So I, I think I'm liking putting this at a six right a now. Six. six. Okay. Six. All right. Yeah. So definitely in the in the top half of what we've seen, but it's it's not spectacular. Okay. All right. Uh, I am gonna I'm gonna meet, I'm just gonna say it right out right out of the gate. I'm gonna meet you boys right in the middle and give it a six and a half. Six and a half. That's what I would give this. Just movie. as good as X Men for you. Just as good. Is that what I gave X Men? Yeah. 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 Honestly. Okay. Yeah. Really. Both. I'm happy with the six and a half. Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. That would yeah, average out to an a six and a half. half. Yeah. It's not the greatest movie ever, but it's not the worst movie ever either. Yeah. It's definitely not five. You know, there's a lot that this movie gets right, and there is a good movie here, but mm. you know. It just doesn't get there. You know, maybe the two-hour cut, two-hour and four-minute cut is spectacular. That's not what I've heard. But, you know, this does get a lot right. We talked about Johnny Storm. We talked about Ben Grimm and how they were really standout. You know, Yoan Griffith, he was great as Mr. Fantastic. And, you know, Susan Storm, as much as she, you know, wasn't really character development as far as her character goes, you know, she wasn't bad either. And I think that Doom was, you know, he was a little bit, his script wasn't the greatest at all, but overall, it's just a very harmless movie, as you said at the very out start of this podcast, Micah. So a six and a half is fantastic for, right? Yep. Six and a half. So that is your score for Fantastic Four. So for the next Marvel film, though, we have, I believe it's X-Men Last Stand, correct? That's right. Yeah. yeah. Ethan. Let's into 2006. That the only movie two, of 2006. Really? Okay, and then we go to 2007. All other filmmakers so, just decided not to put anything else. They they saw X-Men Last Stand in May, and they were like, oh, we can't compete with that. <laughs> we can't beat X-Men. They, they should be able to close out the trilogy in an yeah. awesome way. Have you guys seen this, X-Men Last Stand? I have. I've seen all the X-Men movies, so this will be a, probably like the third or fourth watch. of. Okay. I've either seen it and don't remember, or I've never seen it. So Okay. So most likely Ethan's first watch through as a as a critical viewer but ethan do you have a summary of x-men last stand yeah the human government develops a cure for mutations and gene gray becomes a darker uncontrollable persona called the dark phoenix who allies with magneto causing causing escalation into an all-out battle for the x-men okay Big X-Men battle. I can't wait. I remember really not liking this movie. <laughs> so we will see, though. We will see. As, as you know, Multiverse Monologues is reviewing every single Marvel film all the way up to what is the most current one, Thor, Love, and Thunder. So we'll be going back to revisit those. But, uh, yeah, guys, this has been your review for Fantastic Four. Do you want Four. the ranking? Yeah, you know what? Where does this fit in the ranking of across all, what is it? Are we 13 now? Yeah, uh, we are at 13 movies. 13 now. movies? This is movie number 13. So where does this fall in the ranking? What number is Fantastic Four? So this puts us at a uh, seventh place for Fantastic Four. Seventh place, right and, in the middle. Uh, yeah, right in the middle. So pretty perfect. Uh, that's just below Blade at a 6.9. Nice. And The Punisher at a 5.56. Okay, all right. I like that ranking. That's yeah. pretty good stuff. Uh, I'll accept that. Yeah. This has been like, just taking a step back. This has been the most like just chill review. You know, there's yeah. nothing wrong with it. We're Harmless pretty movie. Much, yep. <laughs> literally right there. Six to seven. That's where you'd give it. I think that's where most people would give it. But guys, this has been fantastic for by Multiverse Monologues. Stay tuned. We've got the Miss Marvel review coming up. The recap on that. Some big things that happened at the end that we're going to discuss. And uh, we're going to give our thoughts on that. 
We are also going to do the 100 subscriber special podcast that's going to be coming up. No spoilers there for that, but look forward to that because it's going to be pretty, pretty epic. We also have this weekend, stay tuned, for San Diego Comic-Con. It's going to be huge. Marvel's going to do a lot. Walking Dead's going to do a lot. DC might do a lot. You know, it's going to be huge. So look forward to that. And I would like to do a recap episode on that. So lots of stuff coming up for Multiverse Monologues. Also, next week, stay tuned, everybody, because we have the next big release from DC. DC League of Super Pets. No way. In theaters next Friday. Wow, wow, wow. Lot to look wow, forward wow, wow, to. Wow, wow, wow. More like. <laughs> nice. Lot to look forward to. Um, otherwise, uh, this is it, boys. This is the end of the podcast. This is Ben Rayside. This is Ethan Wetzlaw. This is Michael Hett. Signing off. We all hope you have an absolutely fantastic day. <laughs>